Hello, dear friends. This is Pastor Evangelist bringing you this message here on Let's Talk About Jesus Today, a message that you do not want to miss. I believe it's going to help you in your prayer life. I believe it's going to help you in your faith in God. I believe it's going to give you hope regardless of the situation you may find yourself in. Hallelujah. We're talking about the God of wonders. Hallelujah. The God who answers prayer. The God who responds to the cry of His people. The God who loves you enough to give you His only begotten Son to be a sacrifice for your sin and mine, and who loves you therefore enough to listen when you pray and to respond uh, to you uh, because of His great love that He has for you and the great power that He has to help you and deliver you and save you and set you free. Whatever your need may be today, God is up to the task. Hallelujah. In fact, the Bible says of Him in the New Testament that He is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we think or ask according to the power that worketh in us. Praise God. God is a God of wonders. He is a God of miracles. He is a God of answered prayer. He is a God of great gracious love today and we just want you to know him better and know more about him through his word hallelujah so we're going to the word of god so where there's no speculation where there's no uh, need for really much translation it's just clearly declared and delineated in the word of god that we serve a wonderful wonder-working heavenly father and we have a beautiful savior in jesus christ today and the holy spirit is here and he can live within you and he can live within me and according to the power that worketh in us praise god he can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we think or ask that's the God that we serve today. And the wonderful good news about him is that he is no respecter of persons. However, it is very clear in the word of God, he is a respecter of faith. And the scriptures say many times Jesus responded this way to people with a need in their life looking to him for to meet that need. He said, as your faith be, so be it unto thee. And he said things like this, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believes. Believes what? Number one, believes God is a God of wonders, and God is a God that responds to our needs and our cries, and that he has the power, and maybe even more importantly, he has enough love for you to release that power in your life and mine. And that's how our faith is built to receive what he has purposed and promised to us in his 
Holy Word. And knowing Him is key. You know, I understand that faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. And it's not just finding a promise, it's discovering uh, a person that you can come to know as He is described in the Word of God, intimately and personally, enough to trust Him with all of your heart and being. And that is what New Testament faith is all about. I I have faith in the promises of God because I'm getting a better comprehension and understanding of the person who God is. Hallelujah. So I just want to share with you these, these great truths today that I believe will help you receive. For the scripture is very clear. Jesus teaching again, amen, that whatever we ask in prayer, believing, you shall receive. Hallelujah. It's clear in the New Testament in Paul's writings. In in Hebrews chapter 11, we call that the faith chapter because it says, they that come to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them who diligently seek him, literally seek him out. Praise God. So we want you to know him enough to trust him. And to trust Him enough that you can believe when you pray. Praise God. (laughs) And I understand it's got to be in the will of God. It's got to be in the purpose of God. But when it is, we can believe Him. And we can receive from His mighty hand. And His promises uh, reveal His purposes. Whatever He has purposed, He has gone on record with a promise. Praise God. And His His Word reveals His person. In fact, Jesus, His Son, and our Savior reveals His person. In fact, the disciples went on to say things like this. Show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. In other words, we won't be satisfied until you tell us and show us exactly what the Father is like. God is a spirit. We understand that. But what's he like? He's a person, no less a person, but a spiritual being, a spiritual person. But he has a character and a nature. Show us the Father. and We'll be satisfied. And Jesus answered this way. Have you been with me this long and you haven't seen the Father? Yea, I say unto you, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. In other words, he went on to say to, to, to show how that works. The words that I speak are not my words, but what I hear my father say. And the works that I do are not my works, but what I see my father do. Praise God. So, friend of mine, the more we learn about Jesus, the more we learn about the Father. And the more we learn about the Father, the more we understand and comprehend his person and his wonderful character of grace and love. Oh, he has all power. He's omnipotent. (laughs) Hallelujah. Praise God. But not only does he have all power in heaven and earth, he is loving uh, to his creation. And he loves this fallen world. And he commends that love to us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us which is the greatest expression of the love of God 
that there could ever be. If you doubt that love, you should go back and focus once again upon the cross. Because on the cross, the cross and Christ on the cross screams, I love you, to a lost and dying world that he came to seek and to save. Hallelujah. So today we have a wonderful opportunity to get to know God better. I'm a preacher of the gospel. I'm a teacher of the scriptures. I'm a student of scripture. And this is, we're celebrating this month, our, uh, our 43rd year, where I have been the senior pastor of the Holy Church of God incorporated right here in Tampa, Florida, an affiliate of Independent Assemblies of God International in good standing since 1974. And I am still making discoveries in the Word of God. I'm still seeing wonders of His person uh, that that I, I, I thought I knew a lot. <laughs> but the more I study the Word and the more I see answers to prayer and the more I see the hand of God moving in people's lives, the more I come to appreciate His grace, His mercy, His wonderful nature and character. Hallelujah of love toward me and toward every person on this planet. Listen, if you're lost today, you're sinning against God today, doesn't mean he doesn't love you. It means he can't express that love by delivering you and setting you free, saving your soul and making those changes that you can't change within your life. But make no mistake about it, Jesus died for you as a sinner with all of the pride and all of the selfishness that is in fallen man's heart. God loved you enough in that state, in that condition, wants to forgive you and restore you enough to a fellowship relationship with him that he would send his only begotten son to take your sin and mine and the punishment for it to the cross so that we could be forgiven we could be reconciled unto God and we could be set free and that we could be in a relationship of fellowship, relationship with God Almighty. Hallelujah. That we could call upon him in prayer and believe that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, we're going to read from Psalm 78. Listen to it. It said, give ear. O my people to my law, incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength. Hallelujah. And his wonderful works that he hath done. We will not hide them. The one translation says from their children. We will tell the next generation. The praiseworthy deeds of the Lord. His power and the wonders that he has done. Friend of mine, I want you to know. That miracles are still occurring today. And that signs and wonders haven't stopped 
with the last apostle. And, and we, the word of God is not uh, the substitute for the person of God and the presence of God. Thank God for the Bible, the inerrant, eternal Word of God. But thank God for the Word made flesh, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, our Sovereign and our King. Praise God. And thank God for the God of Israel who changes not. And thank God for Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. In the book of Acts chapter 4, there is a miracle that occurred and it stirred up the religious leadership of that day. You see, the gospel of Christ was in conflict with the traditions of men. What religion had degenerated into, what the, the, the faith had come to uh, in that day was, was a, 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 an unloving, unkind, uncaring, a, a, an impotent force that threatened people uh, with, with, with stoning or threatened people with, with uh, being ostracized or chastised rather than telling them that God loved them and wanted to restore them through repentance and, and the restoration of fellowship. Oh, friend, it was, a, it was a hard time, and they were under hardened, hardened men that had no compassion and could in no way represent the God of the Scriptures that they espoused. Friend of mine, I want you to know Jesus came to change all of that. Amen. He came to stand in direct conflict with a dead religious system. And today, we, be, we need to be cautioned. This is a cautionary tale of what can occur when we espouse our religious doctrine more than our God and our Savior. Doctrine is extremely important, and every denomination believes that they have the corner on it or the correct interpretation of it and are able to argue biblically their point. And that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing to go to the Scriptures to find the answers. But friend of mine, we can become so defensive of our religious stand that we, we look over the great truth about God and about Jesus. And it's so important that we clearly understand that God never changes and that Jesus is the same. And if things are not occurring that once occurred, it's a matter of our faith. It's a matter of our ability to grasp and understand that the truth that we read about God isn't subject to any kind of change. The church world has changed. Many of the messages from the Word has been either watered down, been polluted by men's opinions, uh, brought into a place of, of disrespect, and and in some cases absolutely refuted as the inerrant word of God. 
And I believe we need to get back to the Bible. I believe we need to let it speak because it speaks clearly to us. And I believe we need to accept the truth of it once again like they did in the early church and and in each successive generation. And I believe we will see answers to prayer like we have never seen it. We will see God intervening and God moving in people's lives like we have never seen it. So in the book of Acts, there is a miracle that has occurred at the great beautiful, the gate beautiful, where a lame man is is sitting and and, uh, and the, the apostles, Peter and John, are going up to the house of God to worship and, and he's sitting there and he's begging because there's no other way for him to survive except the benevolence of others, the compassion of others. And Peter, steadfastly beholding him and, t- and taking him by the hand, says unto him, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. And the Bible said that, he, and, and lifting him up as he spoke that last phrase, the man received strength in his legs who had never walked. And he went into the temple running and leaping and praising God. Now, I want you to know this is a double miracle because even if, if he had, he, even if he had ever walked, he would know how to walk, but he had never walked. But now, not only is he walking, he's running, he's leaping, he's praising God, a miracle. In fact, the Bible called it a notable miracle had occurred. And the, the, the people were, were so stunned by this, they began to listen to what the apostles were preaching about Jesus and his crucifixion and his resurrection and him being the Messiah and the Savior. And this is how the religious body reacted to that miracle. In verse 16 of Acts 4, What shall we do to these men? For indeed that a notable miracle has been done through them is evident to all who dwell in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. But so that it spread no further among the people, not this the message of the miracle, but the message of the resurrection of Jesus, you see, that was confirmed by this miracle. It said, Let us severely threaten them, and from now on they speak to no man, in this name. And so they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor to teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to God, you judge. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. And so when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding no way of punishing them because of the people since they all glorified God for what had been done. For the man was over forty years old on whom this miracle of healing had been performed. And being let go, they went to their own companions and reported all the chief priests and elders had said unto them. So when they had heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord and said, And here is the prayer, 
that they prayed in the face of the threatening because of the miracle that confirms the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The healing of the sick and the wonders that God does. And they are declaring once again to a powerless church world, a powerless religious system that God hasn't changed. Praise God. Listen to how they prayed in verse 24. Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them, (laughs) who by the mouth of your servant David have said, why did the nations raise and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. That quote is out of Psalm 2 and verse 1. In verse 27, they continue to pray and declare in their prayer for truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles, a multitude of Israel, were gathered together to do whatsoever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant unto your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done. Hallelujah. Through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place wherein they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God with boldness. Hallelujah. And verse 33 said, And with great power gave the apostles witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Now, I want to ask you a question today. Have you ever heard of a healing? Have you ever experienced a healing? Have you ever experienced a miracle from God? Because I believe the threat to the gospel, to the preaching of it, to the preachers of it, and to the faith itself is no less today than it was in that day. And today there's a movement to divest the gospel of any confirming power and therefore to take away the very sign that God would confirm his word with. I understand the controversies and I understand the arguments uh, and the, the misunderstanding of scripture. But friend of mine, I believe we need this prayer to be prayed. In fact, I pray it myself every single day. There's not a day that goes by that I don't pray. Lord, confirm your word once again. Confirm your truth once again. Confirm your son once again. Hallelujah. Because there's a threat, as I see it, of the Christian faith just being relegated to another world religion, another man-made, man-manufactured world religion where there is an impotent God who is not the living and true God. Hallelujah. Friend of mine, I want to declare Jesus is the same. God is on the throne and God is in control. And if we will believe him, 
I believe we will see once again the wonderful works of God. Hallelujah. And we will declare them to our children in the 21st century. Have you ever heard of a healing taking place? On January 17, 1993, Dwayne Miller was teaching on Psalm 103 to his Sunday school class at First Baptist Church in Brenham, Texas. Dwayne had prematurely retired as a pastor three years earlier because of a virus that had destroyed his vocal cords, reducing his speech to a raspy whisper. As Dwayne taught his class that January day in 1993, he had a special microphone resting on his lips as he reaffirmed his belief in God's healing power, which did not end with the book of Acts. If you were to listen to that tape today, and I have, you could barely understand his words in certain spots. But a miracle happened when Duane got to Psalm 103 and verse 4. He said, I have had, and you have had in times past, pit experiences. On the word pit, Duane's voice changed. It was clear as a bell. He paused, startled. He began again and stopped. His voice was normal. The class erupted in shouts of joy. God completely healed Duane, even as he was declaring the truth of Psalm 103. I'm going to read what he was teaching on from Psalm 103. It says, Praise the Lord, O my soul, all my innermost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. Oh, friend, miracles still occur. God still honors his word. He still keeps covenant, hallelujah, to a thousand generations. And the New Testament is simply a new covenant established on better promises than David was declaring in Psalm 103. What miracles really mean uh, is a Newsweek article. In May of 2000, uh, and listen to what it said. It said, some time ago, Tyler Clarenceau shuffled to the altar in the gym of Park Crest Assembly of God Church in Springfield, Missouri. It was, he thinks, probably the 200th time he had sought healing for malformed knee joints that surgery had failed to correct. Suddenly, a group of 40 other teenagers encircled him and began to pray. Gradually, the whole congregation was raised to a prayerful roar. An hour later, when a silence fell, a church volunteer pronounced that God had finally healed Clarenceau's legs. Shakily, he stood up, all eyes on him. He began to do deep knee bends, something he hadn't accomplished in years. Now he can run slowly. 
but he can run. I heard stories about people getting healed, says Tyler, 15 years old. And I thought it was pretty cool, but I didn't really know for sure till it happened to me. (laughs) Praise God. Hallelujah. Friend, God is still on the throne. God still loves His creation. God still listens when we pray. And God still answers prayer today. And the prayer of faith still saves the sick. And the Lord still raises them up. Praise God. Hallelujah. Exodus 15 and verse 11 talks about His unchanging character. Who is like Thee, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like Thee, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders? And someone has said, Miracles are God's signpost. They point to the truth of the gospel. They point to the irrepressible presence of God among us. They point to the one who, though profoundly involved in this world, is not subject to its limitations. That's what we yearn for. We draw near to God who performs signs and wonders we need in our lives desperately. The God of wonders. And today, the God of wonders, the God of the supernatural, the God who responds to our cry, I believe is talking to someone supernaturally. I believe you're going to hear more than my voice as we close today. I believe you're going to hear him loud, and I believe you're going to hear him clearly speak unto you to come to Christ, repent of your sins, that he can save you, set you free, (laughs) and take out the heart of stone and replace it with a heart of flesh. Hallelujah. This miracle of salvation is the greatest, but not the only miracle that God is willing and able to perform in your life. And today, if you don't know him, I pray that you will respond to his call right now. Accept Christ as your Savior, repenting of your sin. And if you do know him, I pray that you will come back next week and get to know him better through his word. (laughs) Hallelujah. For he is indeed the God of wonders. Come back next week, will you? And let's talk about Jesus. Jesus.